welcome to In the Growth Space, where we discover new ways to grow our business, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host and growth coach, David McGlennon, and I'm really glad you're here for this episode. I hope you had a great holiday season and that your new year is off to a great start. I know that the first week of the year has been incredibly busy for me as I've laid the groundwork for growth uh, and the growth that I've got planned for this year. And, you know, as last year taught us all, sometimes things just don't go as planned. But what really matters are the things that we can control, the things that are within our control, like our mind and our thoughts and, and, and our own behaviors and habits. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. But after talking with a, a number of business leaders and, and, and business owners during the last quarter of the year, I know that businesses everywhere are looking to grow this year. And I know that some leaders are, are even looking to transition their own leadership to the next generation of leaders. And because of that, I just want to give a quick plug for the Emerging Leader Inner Circles. You know, the Emerging Leader Inner Circles, or ELIC for short, is a group coaching and masterminding environment that I created a few years ago now. And it gives new and emerging leaders the safe space to learn, to practice, and prepare for their leadership roles. It's an all-virtual environment with leaders from all over the world. We've got leaders from the UK, the European Union, and all across the United States from a variety of different industries. So if you're a small to mid-sized company and you want a very economical way to prepare your next-level leaders, the Emerging Leader Inner Circle is a great way to prepare them. We're, we're just starting our 2021 sessions tomorrow as this episode airs, and we've got new circles forming this year. So if you would like to be a part of it, if you would like that kind of environment for your team, um, just reach out to me. Uh, I, I've seen the growth in the participants, and, and I've seen the resilience and growth of the companies who've sponsored their leaders into the program. So... I just want to invite you to join. You can send an email to admin at davidmcglennon.com and then someone from my team will get in touch with you to set a time so we can chat and answer questions and, and get your team registered too. So, so in today's episode, I'm going to talk more about creating a company culture. Company culture is so important, in, in, especially in the environment that we're in right now. There are companies who have made their culture a strategic priority, and they've, they, they did it be, before the pandemic hit in 2020. And, and the benefit to them is that they really have not skipped a beat. Their culture has continued because they put in place a design for it. They put systems in place so that they had their culture as a priority. Then, of course, there are those companies who are recognizing that it's such an important topic, but they don't know how to work on it and they don't know how to, to, to really put something into place. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today. Instinctively, CEOs and business owners know that it's one of the biggest contributors to the financial growth of the company, but it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of leadership capacity to really stay focused on it. And not only that, no one really talks about the how part and, and how to systematically do it, how to systematically go about it. Now, I know that when I get into this topic, I'll often talk about the leader of an organization because I think it's their job to really lead and drive the culture. That doesn't mean, though, that 
if you're not that person, you've got a free pass. Because I believe that leadership is not about a title, but it's really about influence. And I believe that you, the listener, are a leader. If you're listening to this, you are a leader. And, and you're listening to this podcast because you know that you want to grow. You want your company to grow and you want your team to grow. And because of that, I'm going to share some principles and steps that you can take to influence the company culture wherever your name happens to sit on the organizational chart. So today, I'm going to talk about the commitment it takes to make company culture a priority and what's at stake if you don't. I've asked CEOs from all types of industries this question. On a scale from one to five, one being not at all and five being it's everything, what impact on the company's bottom line profitability does culture play? Every time I ask this, I get fours and fives and occasionally I'll hear eight. It's an eight. <laughs> so, you know, it makes a lot of sense then. If, if uh, culture is that important to the, the company's bottom line profitability, it makes a lot of sense then to just create a plan for company culture. Now, last week you heard an interview that I did with my good friend Marissa Nielsen on her podcast called Live Life Rich. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I'd really encourage you to go back and, and, and do it. Go, I think it's episode number 16 here on In the Growth Space. Go back and listen to it. And on that episode, I started talking about behaviors. And when I do talks and workshops on creating a people and performance-focused culture, I always start with behaviors. I think it was Stephen Covey who said, um, we have to begin with the end in mind. And with culture, that's no different. I know that a lot of consultants will want to start with creating a mission statement and, and an, a, a vision statement and a set of values. And like I said on that podcast episode last week, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that you know, vision and mission and values, they're, they're incredibly important. But for culture, why not start with the thing that culture really is? You know, most people agree that company culture is just the way we do things around here. It's the way we carry out our mission. It's the behaviors and the habits of our organization. So why not start with that? Start with defining the behaviors that will lead to your success. That's the first step in this methodology. And I'll get to the second step in a moment, but start with defining the behaviors of success. Now, behaviors are the actions that we see people doing. They're the verbs of our company, so to speak. We can more easily see them. We can coach them. We can give feedback on these because we see them demonstrated. Now, when I get to this point in my work with business leaders and I talk about defining their, their culture in terms of behaviors, it sometimes takes a bit of prompting to help them get started just like facilitating the, 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 these behaviors. And so here's where I take them. And I'm just going to kind of give you guys some insights on, on, on how I facilitate what these behaviors look like. So oftentimes what I'll say is, look, in your mind right now, picture that person or the people in your organization that you wish you could clone. And Everybody has them. Everybody has a person or certain people that they just wish they had more of. And, and you know the ones that I'm talking about. 
and they stand out in your mind because they demonstrate all of the qualities that you truly want in your organization. And at this point, the ideas and thoughts really start flowing because I, I'll hear things like, well, they're a fanatic about response time or man, they're obsessed with organization. They're just so organized or maybe, you know, they really think like I do. They think like an owner. They think like a, a, a CEO. It's the things that we see them doing. And, and as a side note, if you want to have any chance at success in accomplishing your 2021 goals, you've got to look at your own behaviors and habits. You know, it's no surprise really that the most successful people have rituals and routines that lead to their success. They do the things that lead to success. And you have a culture about you. <laughs> so the culture of you will determine whether you reach your goals this year. Now, there's another way to also facilitate these behaviors, and you can take this path, but it's kind of a backdoor approach. If, if things don't get, get flowing and you don't really think about the kinds of behaviors that you really want to see or that you would really like to see more of, often what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll say to the executive team, you know, think about the things that drive you crazy, the things that just are not what you want. And I'll, I'll get things like, well, you know, people show up late or I, I, I get people making excuses or, man, there's just a lot of gossip about other team members. But then I'll ask, OK, I got it. I got it. But what's the opposite of those? Well, OK, so gossiping about other team members. Well, it's, it's about speaking straight and it's about having speak straight, candid conversations with each other rather than talking behind, behind each other's backs. Or it's about honoring commitments. And so we can, we can get the same behaviors just kind of coming at it a little bit different, different ways. So this is the first step in creating a company culture that will be effective at being different than any other companies who aren't willing to do the work of defining their culture in terms of the behaviors of success. So, so step one is really defining the culture in terms of the behaviors of success. Now, the second step is to create rituals that practice these behaviors over and over and over again until they become just second nature and everyone doesn't even have to think about doing them. It will just be automatic to practice blameless problem solving and, and also getting clear on expectations or whatever those behaviors are that you create within your company. Now, let me just take a moment here to talk about rituals because anytime I talk about rituals, there are certain people that kind of rebel against that word. For some people, it conjures up things like rote memorization or, or even religious rituals that maybe rub them the wrong way. But nonetheless, the science is clear that we create habits by re repeating a behavior over and over and over again until you guessed it, it's just the way we do things. So think about the current rituals of your own organization and every organization has them. Do you have a stand-up meeting every morning? Uh, what about a toolbox talk or a safety briefing? Um, do you do that at the start of every shift, uh, regardless of whether you feel like it or not? That's your ritual. Do you have a weekly check-in meeting with your team? That's a ritual. 
when you get into your office, wherever that may be, whether it's in your home or a, a traditional office or a manufacturing plant, you have certain things you do in a certain order. That's your ritual. Now, in this second step, all I'm suggesting is that you create an intentional ritual that involves one of your cultural behaviors every week. Most of my clients will take a behavior every week and they'll focus on it. And in many companies, the CEO starts the week with a weekly insight into the behavior, either via email or video or Slack channel or, or whatever communication channel is, is common to the, the entire team. They'll share you know, things like why it's important and maybe even sometimes why it's hard for them to carry out the behavior consistently. Whatever's appropriate, whatever, whatever kind of insight that they may have on that particular behavior for the week. And then cycling through the set of behaviors. So once you've gone through your entire set of behaviors, they'll hand off that ritual to their leadership team. And, and eventually it gets cascaded throughout every member of the entire organization. Now, creating a culture um, ensures that your company is going to stand out from the crowd of your competitors. And, and, and doing that requires intentionality. If you're the leader and you want to hand off the company to the next generation and, and you want to ensure that your legacy lasts, you've got to be very intentional and very systematic about it. Even if you've not done it up until this point, this is the time to be able to begin and start this practice. If you want your company to attract the best talent, you've got to design your culture rather than leaving it to chance. So design it rather than leaving it to chance. If you want your company to execute the strategy at a much higher level, you've got to have a system. You need a structure to your culture. If you want to protect an existing strong culture, you can't hope it will remain strong by default. So start by defining your end state success behaviors and then find ways to implement rituals that will ensure you are practicing those behaviors over and over and over again. Because if you wanna have the cultural behaviors internalized, it's gonna require repetition. We just have to talk about it over and over and over again. And in order to have repetition, you need a mechanism or you need to have a way to practice those behaviors. Every company that I know of wants to grow. And company culture is how great companies get sustained growth. And having an intentional system for creating a people-centered and results-led culture, it takes design and it takes leadership. So let me leave you with this saying on company culture. And you might want to write this down because I, honestly, I love this one. It's a good one. Good companies have good culture by chance. Great companies have world-class cultures by design. Let me repeat that. Good companies have good culture by chance. Great companies have a world-class culture by design. And that's actually from a culture, a company culture expert and an author, David Friedman. He's written two books. One is called Fundamentally Different, and the second one is called Culture by Design.
I've followed his work for for quite some time now, and um, I, I just I just love the way uh, he thinks, and I love uh, his approach to to creating a world class culture. So if you want your company to grow, work on your culture, do it regularly, do it tirelessly and methodically, and you're going to have a place where your team is is fired up and wants to be there and wants to grow right along with you. You'll also have a place where your legacy is secure. If you are that leader who is handing off the company to the next generation of leaders, you'll be able to know that you have a, a, a way to ensure that your legacy, what you've, what you've put into the organization is sustainable. You'll also have a company that attracts the best talent. So these are the first two steps in an eight-step model. And if you'd like to have all eight steps in an easy visual, I've put together a one-page overview of all eight steps to creating a culture by design. And you can download it at davidmcglennon.com forward slash podcast forward slash culture. I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes as well. So if you're driving or working out right now, you can just go back and, and grab the link in the show notes. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for this episode, but the really the two key factors that I really want to get across is make sure that you define your company culture in terms of behaviors and create some way, some ritual, some way to practice those behaviors over and over and over again. So next week, I have an author who is going to join me and, and she's releasing a new book called So Worth Loving. She is an amazing entrepreneur, and she is the owner of a lifestyle brand company. And you're going to really want to tune in to, to that episode. So make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss it. And if you would, please give me a review. Um, make it a good one too, by the way. And if you're, if you're getting value from these episodes, would you share it with a friend? Go ahead and hit that share button on your podcast app right now and send it to someone who you thought of during this episode. I know that there's so many times when I listen to podcasts and I, I think of somebody during the podcast, I'll hit that share button because I know that I want to make an impact on their life as well. So I really want to be able to find ways that we can spread this message of growing, growing our companies, growing our, our teams, growing ourselves uh, far and wide. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me here in the growth space. And until next time, be well.